uh, uh, uh. Hello, everybody. My name is Robin, Robin O'Neill. This is me reading stuff. A very loosey-goosey podcast with no rhyme or reason, no rules, no commercials. I do what I want when I want to. And you love it and you hate it at the same time. And I love that about you. Feel all you need to feel. That's what I'm here for. Um, I'm, I'm also a homicide detective, I forgot to mention. So, if you need any help on a homicide front, just uh, call up my assistant, David, from Hawaii. All right. Listen, everybody. Uh, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I am so... I'm sort of... What am I? My legs are shaking. I notice my, my, like my feet are twitching or whatever that's called when you're just like... I, I just cannot catch up with myself. I am behind on everything. I am about to go out of town again and start traveling with my book and for various other reasons. So that makes me um, a little nervous just because I have so much to do here back home and now I also have to go out of town a lot. So, but that's okay. These are all good things. I'm trying to appreciate life anyway. It's just that I haven't really gotten to work that much as a, you know, make drawings like I do and that makes me feel very sad. Done it a little bit, a little bit today, and I'm going to do it as soon as I'm done talking to you. Um, but yeah, I just notice I'm not my, I'm, I'm not, I'm like mispronouncing words. I'm not as articulate as I normally, not that I'm articulate, but you know, I at least can form sentences normally. Not anymore. I truly, earlier today, I thought it was August. Someone was saying something to me about two months from now. I was like, hmm, I don't know. Um, that's getting too, a little too close to Halloween or something like that. I don't remember how it went, but I thought it was August in my head, not January. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been here before. I've lost my words before. Have I, got, I don't think I've ever told you guys about this time when my family, we were in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico for Christmas, and it, it was really fun. My parents rented a house there. I, I, I would say this was about, mm, this was a while ago. This was... 13 years ago or something. And my mom and I had a, my mom loves cooking magazines, just like me. So we had a lot of cooking magazines out and we were getting ideas of what to make. And my brother loves cheese balls. If you are from another country listening and you don't know what I'm talking about, cheese balls are, um, it's like you mush a whole bunch of different cheeses together, like cream cheese and cheddar cheese, and maybe some pepper jack, whatever you like. And you make it into a ball and then you you crush up nuts of any kind, and then you roll the, the ball of cheese, which is about the size of a softball, into a, a thing of a bunch of crunchy nuts or whatever. Well, anyway, my brother loves cheese balls, so we were planning on making him a cheese ball. And in one of the little magazines I happened to bring, I was all excited. We were in the kitchen looking at him. I go, ooh, Mom, here's the perfect one for Casey. It's a pina cone cheese ball. And, she, and I, she, like, you know, sent, put the page over to her, and she goes, you mean pine cone cheese ball? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know why I read pine cone as pina cone, just for no good reason. I, and it sounds like I'm turning it into Spanish or something, but I don't even know Spanish, so it was weird. Not only did I call pine cone pina cone, but the, the page that said pine cone cheese ball the reason it had a photo of the pine cone cheese ball which was the shape of a pine cone and had whole almonds sticking out you can imagine so instead of the ball the cheese ball was more um oval it looked like a pear or well it looked like a pina cone as i call them 
It was the shape of a pine cone and it had almonds going up. Anyway, I'll find a photo of it and I'll try to remember to add that to um, all of the stuff I'm going to link you to, including the poet I'm going to write. Let me write this down. Pina Cone. So from now on, pine cones are Pina Cone to me. What else was I going to say? Oh, just so you know, really quickly, I really, really appreciate you guys. I have one uh, new, here it is. Uh, David printed it out for me. I have this is a new review. I, I haven't gotten a review in a while, and this one was really nice. So I want to thank Twitchers who said, Thanks, Robin. Each time my phone buzzes with a new Me Reading Stuff podcast, I stop what I'm doing and listen. Ten minutes to just breathe and listen. Robin is encouraging, thought-provoking, hilarious. I'm really not, I, but thank you. And a bit loony, <laughs> a bit loony in the best way possible. Um, the way we all want to be loony, but are too afraid. That's sweet. Thank you for making me stop and listen to my own heart and drink water. It seems I am only alive due to this podcast. Whoa, I hadn't read that last part yet. Twitchers, that is so nice. Uh, well, then I am definitely going to continue doing it because we got to keep you alive, my friend. Um, but that was really sweet. And I also wanted to say that there, there are two people, and I'm not going to say their name because they didn't, uh, I didn't get their permission to say this, but I had two different people tell me over the holidays in private messages, and they were really sweet. They, were, they both said, I know you don't like private messages, but I have to tell you this. One of them had just come out to their family prior to this visit, um, come out as gay, and they were kind of talking about how my podcast kept them sane, you know, or kept, and kept them entertained and feeling comforted while they were home with their family for the first time as an out gay person. And then another person messaged me saying that my podcast encouraged them to come out to their families. I think they were both college age. I couldn't really tell. They didn't tell me their ages, but that made me feel so good. And also it made me really happy because it's not like I say on the podcast, um, Hey everybody, let's all come out to our parents right now. I don't do that, but what I, and I, but I do want everybody to, I want us all to be open about who we are. Um, and, and you know, I've gotten a great deal of freedom from that in my life, but I want, I also want to, I, I just know that what, what these two people said to me, was about how I just encourage people to trust that they're doing the right thing in their lives and to believe in themselves and to not let other people's opinions get in the way too much. And so remember, like I always say, uh, it's none of our business what other people think about us. It just really isn't, whether it's good or bad. We have to just keep doing our thing anyway. Anyway, I'm getting off on a sermon or something, but I was really touched by that, and I'm not trying to brag. If it sounds like I'm bragging, I'm really sorry, but... You guys know how much this podcast has meant to me because, you know what, the reason I'm talking about it, I'll tell you right now, is because this podcast gave me the ability to do exactly that. Whereas I didn't have an outlet for me being like this. And I can't, I, I can't, I'm starting to, but it was hard for me to be this person, how I sound when I talk to you guys here, when I'm in front of people. Because I get wrapped up in my self-consciousness and my insecurities about how I look and um, my need to please others and my need to make sure that others are happy and it doesn't matter what I am because I just want to make sure I'm being nice enough to this person in front of me. But here on the podcast, I just let loose and it feels so good. 
And only recently I realized that what it's been is a training period for me because I've noticed on this book tour in the fall, and I'm about to start up again uh, next week, I am able to really be myself and not worry about it anymore. I, I'm really tired of worrying about it. And I know I'm talking to a lot of younger people. When you're younger, it just takes some time, but I am now an old lady and um, I'm so glad. And I wish I, some people are just like this. Some of my favorite people, Tell me they really don't give a shit what people think about them. You're, if you're built like that, you are so fortunate. And I, I just wish I could have been, but I wasn't. I, I am super sensitive to what other people think. Um, but again, night and day, I would say I used to be a, a thousand percent concerned about what others thought. And now I am down to out of a hundred. Okay, let's be serious. A hundred percent concerned. I am now down to like a 12% as long as I'm being good to others, which I deeply care about. Okay, this podcast is getting long. I'm so sorry these aren't 10 minutes anymore. I'm going to be reading you today Martha Ronk, R-O-N-K. This is from her book, Displeasures of the Table, Memoir as Caricature. This is from Green Integer Press, who you know I love. I've read before. I think Cole Swinson I've read. I have a few other of these books. Um, I love... There is a dedication in the front of this book that says, for my sisters who remember everything differently. Isn't that a beautiful, that's a beautiful, um, what, what are they called? I just said the word. See what I mean? Pinacone. That's a beautiful pinacone. Um, I don't, okay, so Martha Ronk lives here in Los Angeles, teaches at Occidental College. She was born in 1940. She's American. She grew up in Ohio. Uh, you know what? I don't know much about Martha Ronk, so I apologize to you and to Martha. Look, you know what? She has a sense of humor from what I've read of hers. I know she does. So uh, let's just make up a few things for her bio. Um, I think she'd be cool with that. Not only is Martha Ronk a professor here in Los Angeles and a poet and a writer, she's also the world's leading expert on buttons, the history of buttons. And also, um, Ronk in 1987 saved a woman who was being attacked by a wild boar in Siberia. Um, Ronk was visiting Siberia because she was researching um, the winds that come off of the Arctic Ocean. And she saved the woman from a wild bear. So that's Martha Ronk. And let's start with my favorite piece from this book. This whole book is structured, each, each page, each poem slash prose poem slash essay is titled, here's a few, I'm just gonna read some. Um, Goose liver pate, peanut butter sandwiches, bread for dessert, corn, Brussels sprouts, milk toast, balsamic vinegar, lima beans, Christmas cookies, pasta, lobster, you get it. So this one is called baked potato. <clears throat> The best meals I've ever had have been in the face of actual hunger. I like best to come in from the cold or wet and eat a baked potato. I like it, a single mound on a plate, brown and wrinkled. I like the smell of it, the difference between the texture of the pulp and the texture of the slightly gritty taste of the skin, and butter and salt. Some Indian cultures are suspicious of salt because it is eating earth. I like that no one has done anything to it. It remains boggling to me how much revision is necessary. Not to everyone. One writer I know says she never does. But whatever I write that I like comes with doing it over again. All the first things are lumpish. I saw a poem once that seemed to me to have been mostly white space. 
Some poets are rhapsodic about white space and some few nouns, rock, cloud, tree. Not the Carson McCullers story about the old man at the bar telling the boy that love fails because men start at the wrong end, at the climax, and fall in love with women. The old man reached over and grasped the boy by the collar of his leather jacket. He gave him a gentle little shake and his green eyes gazed down unblinking and grave. Son, do you know how love should be begun? The boy sat small and listened and still. Slowly he shook his head. The old man leaned closer and whispered, a tree, a rock, a cloud. Now, obviously, I'm going to love that because I love that short story by Carson McCullers. It is called A Tree, A Rock, A Cloud. If any of you have, and I haven't read it on here, even though I list it as one of my top favorite short stories because of that. And it kind of sucks because, hey, Martha Ronk, I love you and your Siberian escapades, but she just kind of gave away the ending. Um, But I'm going to put a link in the description of the podcast where you can buy Martha's book and where you can read A Tree, A Rock, A Cloud. Um, I'll also put a... um, a link to a baked potato recipe that I like. Um, I'm just kidding. You don't need a recipe for a baked potato, by the way. I was going to read you one called um, Frozen Hot Dogs, but we're getting a little too long. I'm gonna, I'll be back with Martha Ronk because this book I'm really enjoying. And by the way, I got it at my favorite bookstore on the planet, Malvern Books. Malvern Books in Austin, Texas, uh, also with a superstar cast of characters who run that bookstore, one of which being friend of the show and one of my inspirations and um, closest friends, Stephanie Gehring. I will put a link um, to to where you can find her work as well. Uh, Let me think. How am I going to close this one out? Well, before I do close it out, I just want to announce everybody, um, where are my dates? I don't know where they are, but I will be coming to New York very soon, and I wanted to invite everybody. So on um, Tuesday, January 9th, I believe it is, from 6.30 to 8 o'clock at the School of Visual Arts in New York City, um, SVA, I will be giving a lecture and also screening my short animated film that I did with director Owen Kidney. Um, as a result of my experience with Werner Herzog at Rogue Film School, and that is called We the Masses. I'll put a link so you can see the trailer uh, of the film, and I will be actually screening that at SVA that day. So please come out for that. I'm really excited uh, to show it to New York because I don't believe I've ever shown it in the city. Maybe once. It was at the Brooklyn Film Festival. Uh, Number two, further on in the week, Saturday, uh, the 13th of January, I can't believe I'm about to say this, Not only do I have a book signing from 4 to 6 that day at Susan Inglet Gallery, my gallery, where I have a show up with uh, my favorite self-taught artist, Joseph Yoakum. Well, one of my favorite self-taught artists. It's just a two-person show, him and me. It's been up, and this will be the closing week of it. Uh, I also am going to be having a Q&A at the beginning of the book signing with none other than my... I have two favorite actors. It's John Goodman and it's Kevin Corrigan. And it is Kevin Corrigan who will be there with me, talking to me in front of whoever ends up being there. And I am like through the roof or moon or galaxy. I'm through the galaxy with this. I, again, I don't know any words. I'm through the pinacone. I'm throwing pinacones everywhere. I'm so excited. So New York, who cares? Who gives a shit about me? You can see Kevin Corrigan in person talking to me 
about art and who, who knows what else we'll talk about. But anyway, I am flipping out. I'm flipping out. I've probably talked about Kevin Corrigan on here before um, because I always talk about him because I think he's the greatest actor alive. I really do. I love him so much. So this is really, really exciting. Okay, we got to go. Is this the longest podcast I've ever done? It is. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. All right, I'm kicking you out of here, you guys. You, you got to get out of here, and I got to get to work. So, number one, make a sandwich. Put everything you like on it. Give yourself that today. Number two, bury something you don't need anymore in the ground. I did that recently. I, I went on a walk to the park, and I buried something I didn't need anymore. Just a little something. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I put it inside the ground. And I, I loved the act of that. Number three, close your eyes. I really don't know why I said that, but it seems, it seems like a good thing to do. Number four, write a paragraph about your favorite food and send it to me and David at it's uh, me reading stuff at iCloud.com. Or if you want to put it, post it online um, and, and tag me, I'm at R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L on Twitter and Instagram. Number five, and most importantly, be gentle with yourselves. Um, we shall find peace. We shall hear angels. We shall see the sky sparkling with diamonds. I love you all and good night.